Hello and welcome to the Incredible Witness Podcast. Today's episode is titled, Are You Artificial Intelligence? I was listening to an interview this morning with Ariana Huffington and Aruba Ravichandran on LinkedIn. They were talking about the stress and burnout experienced by contact center agents on the front line of customer service calls. Ariana was asked about Aruba by Aruba what she would say to leaders of companies or corporate environments who think that well-being is not something they have resources to invest in and only want to focus on productivity. Her reply resonated with me. She said, mental health and well-being are central to, central to productivity. When I'm exhausted and burnt out, I'm the worst version of myself. I'm more reactive, less empathetic and won't do a good job dealing with an irate, upset customer. She went on to say, We need to define well-being correctly. Well-being is not about cuddling an employee. It means empowering them, helping them with tools that they need to be the best version of themselves. Then collecting the data that shows that this has a big big impact on the business. In recognition of the stress and health problems her workers were exposed to, Miss Huffington's company, Thrive Global, had produced Thrive Reset, which is, it appears, basically a video of, of a personalised set of favourite quotes, music and pictures of loved ones and scenery for, for employees designed to evoke the emotion of love, balance and alleviate distress. Effectively, when played, this results in resetting their sense of equilibrium and well-being, so that the, at the end of the day, or when ne- whenever necessary, this video can reset. This video reset can be played and employees can leave work without feeling stressed or unable to enjoy their leisure and family life. A few days earlier, I had been listening to a Simon Sinek video in which he had been discussing how he considered America had lost its way and stated that in politics, compromise was considered the dirty word. His belief was that as a nation, in politics, business and in relationships, that their culture had overly identified with the concept of rugged individualism. Sinek considered that they needed to learn cooperation and that, com- and that compromise, listening and give and take are a fundamental part of the formula for success in all aspects of life. He articulated that in a well-functioning company or business, there is give and take by employers and employees. Sometimes, he stated, things don't go your way, and sometimes they do. But as long as you have trust and faith in what the company stands for and buy into the belief that the decisions that are made for the ov- are for the overall good, then you can tolerate difficult decisions being made that might not suit you as an individual. He then went on to say something that I consider to be highly significant. He said... There has to be this general feeling that the company cares about me as a human being, that I'm seen, that I'm heard, that I'm understood, that I believe in the vision and that I want to advance the culture. And I fit the value set and the value set fits me. And I feel like this is part of my personal identity working here. And when I say the company name and I say my name, it feels right. That made me think not just about social workers, but I suspect the the same is true for teachers, nurses and a whole lot of other employees because the feeling he was talking about is conspicuous 
by its absence in the minds and hearts of so many workers. Now you may be thinking that there's nothing new in the fact that so many people don't feel that way about the organisation they're in and the job they spend so much of their time doing. The point is, what is the cost of all this in terms of the produce or the service offered to clients or consumers of the service? And the cost in terms of the loss of workers due to death, poor health, burnout, disillusionment and the subsequent need for constant recruitment. Both Sinek and Huffington would appear to be clearly of the view that contrary to the way most businesses are run today, that if you want to maximise output metrics, you need to consider and care for your workers. Hardly rocket science, but it's continually overlooked. Ariana Huffington's company obviously thinks enough about its workers that it has taken the time to invest in producing Thrive Reset. She and her company cares enough about how their workers feel to invest in a tool to ensure their health and well-being is taken care of. Essentially, she sees the very clear link between caring for her workers' well-being and their productivity. I've watched and listened to a number of Simon Sinek interviews, and in addition to the video mentioned above, in a separate video he shared alarming statistics while narrating that in the United, that in the United States approximately 250,000 people die in hospital every year from, from preventable deaths. The deaths are not attributable to negligence as such, but as a result of small accidents, such as the doctor failing to brief their colleague that takes over from them at the end of their shift. This probably sounds crazy to you, but the reality is that, despite having some of the best doctors in the world and the most advanced technology and medicines, this occurs because hospitals, hospitals are run like businesses. They are run based on focusing on the numbers, which means that although they are caring for large numbers of people and are highly skilled, they work in a culture that does not care for those who are doing this vital work. The organisation is interested in the numbers only, not in the feelings and well-being of their workforce. When you aren't cared for, little mistakes are easily made because you do not feel seen, heard, understood, cared for. You don't fit or are aligned with the values of the organisation and don't identify with it. This results not only in small mistakes, which are costly in terms of human lives that are lost, but it also leads to, tra leads to trained people feeling unfulfilled, disillusioned, and canon often does lead to their own health problems, such as high blood pressure, diabetes, and other health concerns. Now, of course, Sinek used this example because it is particularly hard-hitting, but essentially this analogy can be applied to the social work profession, in education and other industries, which are run on models based strictly on the numbers of output or productivity. The goal is to squeeze as much out of workers in terms of output as is possible, so as to hit whatever targets are imposed by employers and stakeholders. The irony of the situation is that, as a social worker working in the caring profession, no care or consideration of the, of the real difficulties you experience are offered to you. You have to focus on your client's wishes and feelings. You have to see things through their eyes, identify any harm or abuse they have suffered, and provide long-term plans or solutions that ensures their safety and meet their needs. 
whilst, whilst it is understandable that ensuring your client's safety and needs are met is, a, is of paramount importance in your role, it is nothing less than short-sighted, incongruous and callous for employers to expect employees to carry out these tasks in the absence of any care being offered to them. The total lack of care offered by employers would be reasonable only if their workforce was composed entirely of artificial intelligence. Human beings, though, need to be cared for, listened to, valued and respected. They need to be able to identify with the values of the company, to believe that they matter to the organisation and their interests and needs are, are integral to those of the companies, even though some of the decisions made by the company don't suit them. It seems to me to make no sense for anyone to profess to provide the best quality of care to clients when they consistently fail to consider to care for the needs of those providing the care ser- caring service. The way the service to children and vulnerable adults is being run is frankly, in my view, not sustainable. Cynic would argue that such businesses are run or, or operating on what he would call a finite mindset. They may seem to run okay for a period of time, but they are not sustainable and do not promote the best use of resources or achieve the optimum results. For professionals such as social workers, teachers and nurses, whose finite emotional resources ultimately become depleted whilst continually striving to reach targets, disillusionment, burnout, ill health, death and or leaving the profession are the trajectory many of these employees feel forced to travel. It seems to me that we have to learn, we have a lot to learn from people such as Ariana Huffington and Simon Sinek. Because in addition to providing a poorer quality of service to those in need of it, we are, ex- we are exploiting and wasting the valuable resources of human beings and damaging their lives, which is something we may one day come to recognise as deeply regrettable. Artificial intelligence will very likely take over a great many jobs in the not too distant future. But the current tragedy is that for, for too many years, human beings have been and are being treated as if they were AI. Until next time.